welcome. You're officially locked into Persuasions of Comfort. I am your host, Nawal. I want to give a big shout out to all the listeners out there who've been tuning in since day one. The love and support is 100% greatly appreciated. The topic of discussion for today's episode focuses on tiny changes that lead to remarkable results. That's right. James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, shares thoughts, ideas, and steps on proven ways to build good habits and break bad ones. Now, if you haven't read this book, I encourage you to pick it up ASAP. I am highly upset because the worst thing has happened to me. I left the book behind on the plane. Now I had to buy a new one. And I wrote inside of the book. Now some stranger is going to benefit from all of my notes. So upset. Anyway, I started reading this book not only because I love to read, but because my heart desired to change. I realized that all of my current knowledge and experiences helped place me where I am today. Making my first million wasn't hard. It's making the next million and then sustaining my newfound million-dollar mindset, which has deemed to be challenging for me. The goal is to not get too comfortable. Change is the only constant. When you get comfortable and change hits, it becomes extremely problematic to adapt, i.e. the pandemic. The goal is always to strive to be better, to improve and advance the lifestyle. I understand this vision of mine requires something more than what I already am doing to propel me to the next level and sustain that momentum over a period of time. Big shout out to my one book club member, Amanda. I persuaded her to purchase this book and together we formed a two-person book club. We both aspire to be pilots one day. Stay tuned. From the gate, this book is full of gems. I am going to summarize my interpretations, my perspectives of chapter one, the surprising power of atomic habits. I focus on one single concept. Forget your goals and focus on the systems instead. I want to share four bullet points that support this concept. As I read this particular statement, I thought to myself, hold up now, goals is everything. We hashtag goals all the time. As I got deeper into the reading, I began to understand why this concept makes sense. And I quote, eventually I began to realize that my results had very little to do with the goals I set and nearly everything to do with the systems I followed. A system works over a period of time, no matter where you are in your personal journey. Whether you started and failed, whether you built momentum and lost it, whether or not the motivation is there, whether you have become distracted and lost your way, the systems you create 
to achieve your results still exists. You can continue to move forward at any point in time. And I quote, goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the process that leads to those results. Like, how can you tell me that's not a gem? Anyway, but before I get into that, let me take a step back and talk about habits, right? I plan on dedicating an episode to discussing habits because I owe a lot of people an apology. I'm sorry in advance. I associated habits with someone's inability to complete tasks. And that's not how habits work, apparently. I was quick to call people lazy and point out their flaws and lack of commitment to a particular thing that they want to achieve. I was way off. Habits has very little to do with emotion. Habits or good habits are built on systems that work and bad habits are formed by systems that don't work. It's simple math. A habit is a routine or a behavior that is performed regularly and in many cases automatically. And I quote, good habits are changes that seem small and unimportant at first and will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them over a period of time. For example, flossing every day, turning off the lights when you leave a room, making your bed in the morning, stretching before workouts. These are small routines that can lead to automatic behavior. Now, just a few more gems that I want to share with you guys. The quality of our lives depend on the quality of our habits. With the same habits, you'll end up with the same results. But with better habits, anything is possible. Gem number two. The power of accepting small wins can lead to monumental motivation. Gem number three. Human behavior is always changing, situation to situation, moment to moment. But a solid, secure system is sustainable throughout all of those changes. For example, I am adamant about my morning routines. Devotional, yoga, meditation, gym sesh. My career affords me the luxury to work remotely. Therefore, I travel a lot. I have built a habit and created a system that works anywhere in the world. For wherever the sun rises, I'm automatically into my routines when I wake up. The caveat of tiny changes that lead to remarkable results is that it becomes easy to underestimate the value of making small improvements on a daily basis. Too many of us are convinced that massive success requires massive action. Something big and monumental. That's cap. And the motivation we use to support that theory is that we're doing it for the gram. We're doing it for the clout. We're doing it to be recognized. Therefore, we put pressure on ourselves to make earth-shattering improvements that everyone will talk about. We don't want others to see the struggle, just the results. 
James makes it clear that, and I quote, the difference a tiny improvement can make over time is astounding and backs it up with some facts, or should I say some math. If you improve 1% each day for one year, you'll end up 37% better by the time you're done. If you get 1% worse each day for one year, you'll decline down to zero. Simple math. I look at this as the long-term effect versus short-term results. Habits are the compound interest to self-improvement. The effects of habits multiply as you repeat them. On a daily point of view, missing out on leg day or ignoring your financial goals by saving that bread may not have an effect today. But if you fast forward five, 10 years, the value of good habits, good choices, and the cost of bad habits, bad decisions, become apparent. You may not be a millionaire today, but saving $100 a month for the next 30 years might add some zeros in your bank account. I'm just saying. Because we don't see instant results, it's easy to slide back into our old routines. The slow pace of transformation makes it easy to slide back into bad habits. Repeating poor decisions, duplicating mistakes, and rationalizing excuses is a compound effect that will lead to toxic results and conflicting problems." End quote. For example, you don't have a problem managing your money. You built a habit of poor financial decisions. You don't have a problem with exercising. You built a habit of not working out. You see where I'm going with this? It's easy to focus on the results because that's all we see. We don't always see the work that goes into every success story. What matters is whether your habits in, that you engage in and the systems that you set up are putting you on the path towards success. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than your current results. I love these gems right here that I'm going to share with you guys. Pretty much similar to what I just said, but your net worth is a lagging measure of your financial habits. Your weight is a lagging measure of your eating habits. Your knowledge is a lagging measure of your learning habits. That's my favorite one right there, end quote. You must have a burning desire to know how habits work and how to design a system to your liking. So you can avoid the dangerous end of the spectrum, i.e. being bad habits. Now, someone might hear this and think, yeah, you know, I like to be comfortable. No. This does not mean to seek a system that is easy, convenient, and comfortable. Challenge your mental a bit. How does one understand the habits that lead to positive and negative compounding effects? Lucky for you. I have an answer for you guys. In order to do so, you must establish habits that make meaningful differences. The author describes this as habits that persist long enough to break through the plateau of latent potential. That plateau could be as simple as going the extra mile and pushing past your limits, looking over the edge of those boundaries and pursuing them. And I quote, 
Breakthrough moments are often the results of many previous actions. This is the moment where having a solid, successful system comes in handy. If you are seeking results, forget about your goals and focus on the systems instead. Now, notice I did not say if you're seeking to be successful. The operative word here is results. If you are seeking results. Goals are good for setting a direction. But systems, they're the best for making progress. When you spend too much time designing your goals, you tend to put less attention into the systems that will lead to those results of those goals. So here's problem number one, bullet point number one that I wanted to share with you guys. Winners and losers have the same goal. If successful and unsuccessful people share the same goal, then the goal cannot be what differentiates the winners from the losers, right? We all want the chip at the end of the tournament. No athlete, executive, a parent, artist, chef, or professional works hard just to have a goal of losing. However, it's when you implement a system of continuous small improvements that you will be able to achieve a different outcome, the winning outcome. Problem number two, achieving a goal is only a monetary change. James Clear describes this scenario where you have a messy room and you set a goal to clean it up. But you maintain the same sloppy habits that lead to that messy room. Eventually, you're faced with the same mission, a goal to clean up a messy room once again. And I quote, you are left chasing the same outcome because you did not change the system behind it. You treat a system without addressing the cause. For example, if you want to lose weight, but you got a bunch of junk food in your fridge, in your cabinet, how do you propose that you're going to go about making your goal obtainable? It's like the Band-Aid method. You found a short-term result for a long-term problem. When you resolve a problem at the results level, you only solve them temporarily. In order to transform a bad habit into a positive one, you must resolve problems at the system level. Stop buying junk food. Okay, I'm done. This is a clear distinction between goals and systems. How to think about goals, where and how to apply systems. Problem number three. Goals restrict your happiness. This was a good one, and I quote, the implicit assumption behind any goal is this, once I reach a goal, then I'll be happy. The problem with goal first mentality is that you're continually putting happiness off until the next milestone. Why is it that we normalize placing happiness as a future reward in lieu of a current lifestyle perk? Life is not moments in time. It's a collection of experiences. Their frequency, their intensity, 
Moments add up to years. Shout out to Jim Ron for that one. We naturally hustle and flow before we can relax and take a breather. Just to repeat the same cycle the next go around. In addition, there's a misguided theory that goals create an either-or conflict. We subconsciously box ourselves within a limited mindset of how we choose the things that represent happiness. And here's a gem for everyone out there. Happiness is obtained by internal fulfillment. You can take that one to the bank. Either you achieve a goal and you are successful, or you fail and slip into the phase of disappointment. I can relate to this concept all too well. When I find myself stuck on a problem, it becomes difficult for me to compartmentalize the issue. I may end up allowing one particular issue to bleed its failure into other areas of my life that's going well. Eventually, I drop into the valley of disappointment in more ways than I intended. As we all can conclude, there's multiple ways to be successful or achieve success, which means happiness doesn't necessarily need to be restricted down a one-way street. If I do this, then I will be happy. The key or anecdote here is to fall in love with the process, fall in love with what you do. This is what the author calls the system-first mentality. The process is a journey. If you can't enjoy the journey, does the destination really matter? In a system-first approach towards success or towards results, you can be satisfied at any time your system is running. Set the goal and focus on creating a system that allows you to enjoy the process and meet those results that you seek. Problem number four. Goals are at odds with the long-term process. Everybody knows the yo-yo effect. And if you don't know, the yo-yo effect in relation to goals or goal setting is temporary. Motivation is one thing that constantly gets associated with the yo-yo effect. One moment it's up and the next one is down. When all your hard work is focused on a particular goal, what is left to push you forward to achieve it and then to sustain it? For example, you have probably heard a lot of folks say that they're going to exercise and they're going to get fit. And the motion, motivation behind it is that they're not doing it for health or to just to be physically fit over a period of time. The motivation is supported by a birthday trip, something temporary, or to fit in an outfit, something that they're going to only wear one time. Once that event has come and gone, so does that motivation factor. All of that hard work and effort is no longer relevant. Until next time. Au revoir. I demand. And if the goal is not met, we tend to hear, well, they're going to get whatever body I give them. <laughs> and this is how and why many individuals find themselves repeating the same cycle of having to start over. And I quote, the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems 
is to continue playing the game long term. It is safe to say that the commitment to the process will determine your progress. Do you guys agree? Okay, so this is another one of the biggest gems of all throughout this chapter. I used to have negative theories of people who had bad habits, myself included. The theory is that we're all lazy and we lack the mamba mentality to build better habits. In other words, it's all your fault and it's all my fault. The lie detector determined that was a lie, all cap. The problem is not me. The problem is not you. The problem is the system, right? We hear that all the time. We repeat bad habits because we have been following the wrong system for creating new habits and transforming bad habits into good habits. Tiny marginal gains allow us to improve 1% better. Those insignificant changes that you may not see making a drastic difference are all part of a larger system at play. All of our decisions and indecisions, the process we choose to follow, the systems that we set in place are all fundamental contributions to the success story that we end up wanting to tell others. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. I'll repeat, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. I am your host. Till next time, Naum.